0: Hey, friends, this is Rachel Mitchell, and this is Living on Mission podcast, the podcast for women who want to live out their faith in all areas of life and not just in the church pew on Sunday. I'm a homeschool mama of two who is building a thriving wellness business from my kitchen table, and I am passionate about discipling my family and other women in their faith. Every day is an adventure that we get to live out with Jesus. So let's go, my friend. I am so excited that you are here my friends. All right. And welcome back. This is the last episode on spiritual disciplines. And I feel honestly today, very inadequate to do this in 20 ish, 30 minutes, but prayed about it. Sat here, studied, made some notes, Pull well, some scripture verses I felt God was leading me to, and we're just going to go for it, right? We're just going to go for it because today we are talking about studying the word of God. So we've talked about meditation. We have talked about prayer. We have talked about fasting, and today we are going to talk about actually studying the word of God. And so if the word study turns you off or makes you want to run and hide, please don't do that because this is the kind of studying that will absolutely transform your life. And I am here as living proof. Now, I'll also say I actually enjoy studying. I love to read. I loved school. I loved education, but this is totally. Totally different than well, actually, it's not totally different, but it is definitely life transforming in a way that all those books in college, none of those things could do anything like the book, the good book, the Bible has done for me. And so um, gosh, I didn't really even think about that until it just like said it out loud. And that is totally the Holy Spirit because like I went through school, I went through education, I excelled, I studied, I learned but my life was a wreck. Like my life was an absolute, absolute wreck. My heart was a wreck. I was so far from God and gosh, it's just so cool that God, thank you for giving me that revelation that all I needed to study was the book, like the book. That's where you were going to truly radically change my life, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So, um, I am very passionate I'm very passionate about this subject. Okay, let's face it. I'm passionate about all the subjects. Like I can't deny it. God has just wrecked me over the last 10 years, especially. But um, the 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 thing about Bible study is, is that for so much of my life, like I grew up in church. Listen, I was not a foreigner to the book, the Bible, to the word of God. Like I probably was hearing it before I was born. Right. I grew up in church. Um, I went to VBSs. I went to Sunday school every week. I went to Wednesday night youth services. Um, I went on a couple of youth retreats. Like I've heard the Bible spoken to me, but until I made my faith my own, until I accepted Christ as my Savior and Lord and not my pastors, not my moms, not my youth directors, like as Rachel's Savior and Lord, I was never going to go any farther than just hearing the word of. God. Okay. And so that's what I want to talk about today. If you are a Bible believing follower of Jesus Christ, you acknowledge that without him, you are lost in your sin. You are dying and going to hell and that he is the only, his blood, his life, his body, his sacrifice, his resurrection are the only promise that you have for an eternity with God. If you are that, that Christian girl, that Jesus girl, then we got to be studying the word of God. And so let me, let me just like take off any weight of judgment or ridicule or shame or anything like that. I came to Christ when I was 24 years old and I can't honestly tell you that I truly began to study. Listen, I didn't begin to really study the word of God until I was like 34. So that's like a good 10 years of me following Christ, of me going to church, of me going deeper in my faith. But like Rachel actually picking up the Word of God and intentionally studying it did not happen for probably another 10 years. And so if, if you find yourself in, in a, a saving relationship with Christ, but you're like, Rachel, I've never actually studied the Word of God. That's okay, because now is a good time to start, and that is what we're going to talk about today um, but you know Romans twelve two tells us that we are transformed we are transformed through the renewing of our mind actually let's go back it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And how do we renew our mind? How do we renew our mind? Something has to go into our mind in order for it to be renewed. And I believe that verse is talking about the word of God, um, following God. How do we know what God's will is? It's there in his word, right? It's in the life of Jesus Christ, which we have four gospels to read about and learn and to grow from, right? And so in order to be transformed, this was part This was part of God's intention for us while we are here for a very brief time on this lovely earth that he has given us um, was to grow in our knowledge and understanding of him. And there is freedom there. Listen, there is freedom there. There's freedom in knowing the word of God and making it known. John 8, 32 says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And so it's not in my mind, it's not enough just to know scripture, to be able to quote scripture or even to meditate on scripture. Meditation, yeah is part of our faith we talked about that in one of the episodes but meditation is devotional study is analytical study is actually taking the scripture and and looking at it in its proper context understanding like when did this passage take place what did this mean to the original reader Who was God speaking to? What cultural facts and influences um, affect the way that we read this and understand it? What were some of the original Greek words that were used to to, uh, write a passage? That's really important. And listen, I am not a Bible scholar. I've never been to seminary, but through deeper study and deeper analyzation of God's word, oh my goodness, it has come alive to me and changed my life in ways that it never would have before by just reading it, memorizing it, and moving on, right? So other things that are important to ask ourselves whenever we read God's word are, are what does this tell us about God? What does this tell us about who he is? (laughs) Everything that we read in the Bible is telling us who God is and pointing us to the person of Jesus Christ. Even those Old Testament books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, which is where I'm reading right now, the laws, the the restrictions, the sacrifices, all of those things, while they may seem tedious and may seem a little mundane, they all point us to the person of Jesus Christ. And so when you read the word of God, I want to challenge you not just to read it, to check a box, but to actually start to go deeper 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 into studying the word of God and asking yourselves some of these questions. And I'm going to give you some examples um, in just a minute, but just to really, really kind of start to look at it uh, for back of, lack of a better word as like a, a college course that you're taking, right? You, as you're studying this word and going deeper and understanding it better. Um, and so one of the things One of the things that makes me so passionate about this topic is because for too long, um, I believed the lie that, yes, I was to come to Christ. I had to make a personal decision to follow Christ as my Savior and Lord, but it was somebody else's job to study the word and teach it to me. That was a lie that Satan let me believe for too long. He said, Rachel, it's okay to show up on Sunday and go to church and sit under teaching and Sunday school and Bible study and sermons. And it's okay if you go home and you don't really open your Bible that much, because you're probably not going to understand it. That was a lie that Satan had me fooled with. And I know, I see, I believe as I talk to so many other people Uh, that that's a lie he is infiltrating our current day church with, and this is where it stops. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a reason if you're listening, I want you to know that you, yes, going to church is great. It's important. Being with fellow believers, sitting under the teaching of someone who has been to seminary, who does, um, who can study the word of God in a different way from you. That's important. God actually created those roles and intended for them to be part of our, our time here on this earth. But God did not save us to let somebody else have their relationship with God for us, right? We know that. We know that our faith is personal. Um, And he does say, be transformed by the renewing of the mind. He does say, know the truth and the truth will set you free. Nothing in those verses say, wait until you go to church to find out. Wait until your preacher preaches to you to find out what that is. No, we are to open the word, the actual physical word of God every single day for ourselves and start to ingest it start to study it, start to let it transform us and memorize it and and meditate on it and be changed by it. It is not someone else's job to know God for you. All right. That is not his intention. That is not why he sent Jesus Christ to live and to die so that somebody else could continue to live out your faith for you. And that's really what happened in the Old Testament. God in his mercy and his grace established the system of priests to make sacrifices for the people. But the people didn't have that personal relationship with God until Jesus Christ came and he lived and he died and he rose again. And now our God is smart. He would not do all that if it was not going to bring us into a relationship with him. So because of the fact that Jesus Christ did what he did, That brought you and me into a personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, and that relationship is meant to be personal. How do we personally know God? We get into his word, and we study it, and we let it change us, and we let it transform us, all right? So I had to say that. I had to say that. That was a big lie that I believed for too long, even after I came to know Christ. And another lie, this may step on some toes. I hope it doesn't. I hope you really hear my heart. But another lie that I think a lot of Christian women are believing is that a daily 10-minute devotional is enough, that it's enough, that that's actually going to be transforming faith or study or constitute what studying the word of God is. It is not. Now, there's nothing wrong with a 10-minute devotional. There's nothing wrong with opening your YouVersion app and doing a, a little study on there. There's nothing wrong with, with reading a... um for me personally, Made to Crave was one of those studies. Those are a devotional that really, really changed my life. Like there's nothing wrong with it, but that is not going to replace our time in the actual word of God. I tell women all the time. I tell women in my faith and fitness boot camps. I tell women in my Sunday school class, I tell women all the time. You must, we must be opening the word of God and reading it for ourselves because that is God's direct that is his direct communication with us. I love that there are people out there like Wendy Speak and Lisa Turkers. And um, oh, my gosh, there's so many amazing people. I can't even think right now. Um, you know jenny allen who have have studied and have put some thoughts and 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 facts and scriptures into books to to guide us and to teach us i read devotionals i do read devotionals sometimes but i don't let it replace my time in the word when we work into god's word itself that is how he speaks to us the holy spirit is there to to teach and teach us all things like jesus said the holy spirit will teach you all things and remind you of everything i have said so we We get, especially here in America, you may not be in America. You may be somewhere else where, where you have fewer freedoms. And if that is true, I'm sorry, but I bet your faith is stronger than mine, right? Um, But we live in America where we are free to actually open the word of God and read it. Yet so many of us don't do it. We let someone else do it for us. And that is what I want to challenge you with, with this episode is to challenge you to actually get in the word of God for yourself to actually read it for yourself, to actually stop just taking a verse from here or there and using it how you want to, but actually reading it in context, reading the entire chapter. If if Romans 12, one and two are, are life-giving verses to you, do you know what comes before and what comes after them? Because if not, you don't truly understand what the scripture verses are saying. And that's what Bible study is. Yes, it can be a little confusing. Yes, it can be a little monotonous sometimes yes it can even be a little a lot scandalous a lot scandalous but it gives us a glimpse into who our God is the relationship that he intended for us and and excited excitingly enough it gives us clear direction for how we are to live our lives in every single day here and now And so I just wanted to kind of give an example. Uh, You know, a sweet, sweet, beautiful woman messaged me the other day and she asked me a question. She asked me a question about making money. So I'm a business owner. I have my own um, health and wellness business. I have multiple streams of income that God has gifted me with the ability and the the bandwidth to create. And she follows me for those reasons. And she said, Rachel, I struggle with my business because I don't know if it's okay to make money. And I was like, well, what, what gave you that, that thought in the first place, right? Like what, what made you think it was not okay to make money? And she said, well, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount, it says, blessed are the poor for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. And I was like, oh God, no, she has just not been taught she has not studied this. She does not truly understand what your word is saying. And so, in that passage, that is in Matthew five. That is Matthew five, uh, verse three. It says, "Blessed are the poor." Some translations say "poor." Blessed are the poor in spirit. Other translations say that. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so, if you actually, if you actually study that. Like if you read the entire, uh, those are the Beatitudes, right? In Matthew chapter five, um, if you look at the root words of the meanings of that, of that verse, it does not, it's not referring to, to poor, like as in um financially poor people, it's talking about people who are humble in their spirit, poor in spirit. So we replace the word poor with the word humble. It means that Blessed are those who, when we come to God, we realize, we recognize our spiritual sin, our emptiness, and our spiritual poverty because we are without Christ and we need him. We want him. Blessed are those people who are poor in the spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's not referring to financially poor people. It's people who are humble and prostrate before God saying, I am Paul, I'm stricken in poverty spiritually without you, right? And so without Bible study, we would miss that. We would miss the type of heart and the type of posture that God wants us to come to him with. And so you might be saying, okay, Rachel, okay, Rachel, well, how do I do this? Like if, if you've got to know the context, if you've got to know the culture, if you've got to know the Greek root words, like how do I actually study it? That's a really good question. And that is one. The answer to that question is one that I have like stumbled along in the dark a little bit my own way. But God has led me to a lot of resources and tools that I would love to share with you. And of course, as always, I will put these in the show notes so you can go click and and purchase or click and study or do whatever you want to as you dive into the word of God, um, one of the first things that I personally did is I wanted to understand God um, and his word in the entire context of what it is. One of the first things I decided to do, and this was just a few years ago, um, was to actually read through the entire book. Like, you know, you can't understand the plot of a book um, and the the, uh, the mountain peak moments and, you know, the, I'm, I'm losing my literary words here, but um, the climax of the book and what it means if you don't read the whole thing, right? Um, so if we don't read the whole Bible, we're going to miss the whole picture of who God is, of why Jesus coming and living and dying and coming back to life was so significant and what that means for us for eternity. So if you want to study the word of God, I would encourage you to start with just reading through the whole thing. now. The first time I did this, actually, it's been like four or five years ago, I guess. The first time I did this, I read, I think it was a Bible reading plan that I read Monday through Friday. And I did, I read the Old Testament and the New Testament every day. And that was kind of, honestly, kind of amazing because there's so many parallels and connections between the two. The second time I read the Bible through in two years. So I took it a lot slower, a lot slower. And yes, I follow Bible reading plans. And yes, I can recommend one to you. I would love to do that. Um, it took it a lot slower. And then the last three years, not including this year, I use the Bible recap. If you have ever asked me about a Bible reading plan, I have, I have recommended the Bible reading cap, recap because it is just incredible. Tara Lee Cobble created the Bible recap, which is a. I use the book. Um, there's a, a daily like um, commentary that goes with the Bible reading. And she also has a podcast. I do the book because if I get on my phone, I'm just a squirrel and I'm distracted and I don't want to be distracted when I'm trying to, to, to be with God. And so the Bible recap is one of the first things that really, really, really helped me take the the passages, take some of the things that maybe I didn't understand because I didn't have all the facts um, and the history and things like that. And it really brought God's word to life. Like it brought it to life for me. Um, And so I did that three years in a row. And I'm not bragging on myself in any way, shape or form. I need the Bible. I need the Bible because without it, I am just not not who you think I am. Um, And so I did that for three years in a row. And so this last year, I've chosen a different um, approach to to reading through the Bible, a different um, commentary, I guess you would say. But I highly, highly recommend uh, the Bible recap. That is a great place to start. Um, And so after that, after I like read through it a couple of times, I really got hungry for a deeper study of some of the, the specific books of the Bible. And that's where I found the Daily Grace Co. Um, you probably know what that company is. They they make incredible resources for studying the Bible and going deeper in the Word. And so I started to actually study like the Book of James, uh, the Book of Nehemiah, like I studied the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, you know. And so I went deeper in that way. And the Daily Grace Co. has some amazing, amazing writers. Who, who are very knowledgeable in, in the word of God and the history and the culture and all of those things I mentioned. So that's another resource. Um, a resource I use every single day is the YouVersion app. Like if I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, oh, I wonder what other translations say in this same verse, I will actually just pull up and compare a verse to other translations just to see how the wording is different. That gives me a really good understanding of what the the uh, point of the verse is, so the U version app is is just a great tool. Um, another one that I use is the Strong Concordance app. Okay, so like Strong as in muscle strong concordance. It's an app you can get on your phone, and I actually used this in Sunday school the other day. We were reading in the Book of John, and one of the girls asked me about one of the the verses. She was like, "It just." doesn't sound like I think like God would sound it was she was questioning kind of like it sounds very harsh and legalistic and she said no that's not what salva- salvation is it's free um, and so we were actually got out the strong concordance app and we looked at the root word of, of one of the words in the passage and so if I'm reading and I'm like okay I want to understand what this word means so like for example in Matthew 5 the blessed are the poor in spirit if I want to understand what it means to be poor in spirit, I can actually open up the Strong Concordance app, find that verse, and it gives me the root, the Greek word for every single word in the sentence, which gives you a deeper understanding of what the original text meant and what it meant for them and what it means for you and me. So that's another resource that I love to use as I read and I study the word of God. Um, another thing I've done with my kids, um, I actually did a podcast episode on this very early on in this podcast, but if you've ever heard of the seven arrows of Bible study, um, that is a book that was or a Bible study method that was written to help you read the word of God, understand it, but also apply it to your own life. And so that's another great thing that my kids have done that. Um, I know our youth group has used it before. Um, I look at it, think about it as I read, but that just gives you kind of seven questions to ask as you read uh, scripture. Things like who, again, I've kind of said some of them, but who was the original audience? What did it mean for them? What does this tell me about God? What does this tell me about me? Like, what does this tell me about me? How does this change me? How does it affect how I treat people around me? Those are kind of the seven, some of the questions with the seven arrows of Bible study but here, here's something that I really 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 two things I want you to know two things I want you to know if you are like if it's overwhelming, if it's intimidating, if you are are just kind of just overwhelmed by this idea of reading the Bible um for yourself and and trying to understand it isaiah fifty five eleven says but God they he promises in fifty five eleven that his word will not return void. Let me actually just read that verse to you. Um, it says, my word that comes from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please and will prosper in what I send it to do. So God promises that like when his word goes out, it is not going to, to return void. There's a purpose. There's a plan. And if you're a follower of Christ, remember John 14, 26, that Jesus said that the spirit will teach you all things and remind you of everything that he said. The spirit is there to help you comprehend. Now, does that mean that it's always going to make sense? No, not always. Sometimes you're going to have to ask questions, ask for help. Sometimes there's sin in your life that is preventing you from actually hearing, hearing from God. And you've got to deal with that. But God promises that his word will not return void. And also Another verse that I love, 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 love is Philippians 1, 6. And it says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. And that verse, what it tells me is that God's never done with me. He's never done taking me deeper. He's never done growing me. He's never done changing me. And the best way, the greatest way I am changed is through his word. And so I don't care if you've never picked up the Bible and you've never read it through at all in your life, or if you've done it 16 times, like, listen, God is always changing us. He's changing us through his word and he wants to go deeper in his relationship with you through his word, through studying his word, through knowing it better, through understanding it better and knowing him better. One of the practical things that we're doing in my home with my family right now is that we're all reading through the book of John. I'm doing this with my Sunday school, so I'm studying it that way, and I'm also reading it with my family. The boys have already read um we took like a couple of weeks to read through the entire book of John, and now we're gonna go back and we're going to actually like start to break it apart kind of passage by passage and You could do that as a family. My kids are thirteen and fourteen, um but it doesn't matter like if they are old enough to read. Get them reading the word of God, get them reading the word of God or read it to them until they can do it well for themselves. Right. But it it just starts the most beautiful conversations that you will ever have in your household about God's word. And it also is teaching them. It's discipling your children to open it for themselves. Right. And so that is, that is what I felt like God wanted me to share with you about studying the word of God, I pray that it encourages you. I pray that it gives you some actionable things to do if you've never actually done this in your walk with Christ. And I pray that from this moment on until the day of Jesus Christ, that you are a girl that is hungry, that is eager, that is overwhelmed by the goodness and the grace and the glory of our Lord, and that you just fall in love with Bible study, that you fall in love with it, that you talk about it when you wake up and when you go to bed and you you talk about it with your family and your friends and you have conversations because God's word has come alive to you and it's changing you and you want to talk about it with other people. Now, as always, check the show notes. I've got links in there for some of the things I mentioned. If there's something that I forgot, please let me know. Um, but please, please do me a favor. Um, if, this, if this encouraged you, if it helped you in some way, please share this episode. Uh, share it on social media copy it and send it, text it to a friend. Like, I don't care. I want women in the word of God. And it, it just, it doesn't have anything to do with me. But the more that we share this, the more that that we actually, the message gets out and the tools get out and the encouragement gets out. So so share it, tag me when you do so I can share it with other people. Um, and yeah, let's be women who are meditating on the word of God. We're praying, we're fasting and we're studying studying this beautiful gift of his word that he gave us to do life with here until he comes back for us. All right. Have the best, best day. May God just transform your life. Go out, live on mission, know Christ, make him known and let's light up the world for Jesus. See you next week.